fantastic. Uh, it's a really, really um, amazing opportunity to be able to um, sing praises to God. Uh, and so I like to, it's, it's really cool to be able to experiment on a Friday night. Um, and you know, and, and a, something I'd, we've, we've never had on a Friday night um, is Mr. Bradley Bussing, who I'm going to invite into the other mirror here today. Hey. <laughs> Welcome, Brad. Scary. <laughs> I don't like my reflection. <laughs> well, the great thing is, I like, I, can you see your reflection? Because I can't see mine. No, not yeah, at it's, all. Yeah, it's all the camera. Yeah, it's all on the camera. Uh, well That's done, awesome. camera. Um, so... <laughs> Welcome to uh, Saw Revival Church. Like you've been, where have you been for this whole time? Uh, you know, places. Uh, a lot of time down in Mount Gambia. Where South is that? Australia. South Australia. So basically you get about halfway between Melbourne and Adelaide and you'll find me. Okay. Yeah. Just like in the, on a mountain somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Is it much of a mountain or is it like a... Yeah, yeah, it's a decent mountain. Nice. Good. Well, nice, yeah, nice. What, what are you doing down in, down in South Australia? Uh, I'm studying music. So I'm doing a jazz degree down at the James Morrison Academy uh, down there. Um, getting to study with some really, really cool musicians and getting some really cool opportunities uh, to play, which has been amazing. Uh, even despite the, uh, the current craziness of the world. Of course, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's been really fun. Well, it's really great that you're continuing to... Because South Australia is actually doing pretty well, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been they've been great. We've, have you been doing like face to face learning now? Or? So we've gone. We went back in the last couple of weeks, and we had a couple of face to face classes. It's hard because a lot of our staff wasn't back, but we yeah, did have sure. a couple of classes with the staff who was there. So yeah, cool. that was great. Fantastic. That's really cool. We've we've Brad and I have known each other for a very long time now. Yeah. Um, what like year seven we met? I guess. Some, yeah, year seven would have been day one. Yeah. yeah good stuff. Like Same that. class. That's fast friends. It's good. Um, but we've, we've known each other for a long time, um, and I've seen your skill, in particular as a musician, grow. Um, what, can you, what can you play? Oh, um, so I do all the saxophones at this point. So How many saxophones are there? There is, technically speaking, the, the ones we count, there's four of them. So okay. there's soprano, alto, tenor, and baritone, and I can play all of those. I prefer to do tenor and baritone, because mm -hmm. those are my favourite two, and they're the ones that are the most fun to play. Uh, and then I can also do clarinet and flute and a bit of piano. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. And as, as we saw, you were hitting yeah. the prayer keys. Yeah, just a little bit of synth. Yeah, good stuff. Helps Love everything. it. Yeah, makes everything sound better. Um, so, my next question for you is, is, what's been really cool about all this online stuff is you've been... Do you know how, how, how long is the drive? Uh, in terms of... Distance like or from from here, yeah, both distance and time. So, so from here to you, technically speaking, by way of the map, it's about twelve to fourteen hundred kilometers, depending which way you go. So it's usually about. Uh, I usually try to break it up between two and three days. Okay, for driving. That's wild. So yeah, it was this time around to get home. It was three days, and all up, it was about nineteen hours worth of driving. So. All yeah. right, good stuff. Decent <laughs> drive. <laughs> that's, that's pretty quality. So um, you're that far away from us, 12 to 14... Yeah. 100,000? 100, 100. Uh, yeah. 12, anyway, you're very far away. Um, but what's been really cool about doing stuff online is that we've been able to... You've been able to follow on with what Soul Rival's been doing and we've been able to chat with you and stuff. Um, yeah. What is something... So you've been tuning into our Saturday night gatherings. Um, how have you found that being so far away? Uh, it's been really amazing to have that um for one 
like being stuck in the house with study, it's so easy to get wrapped up in doing things the entire time and having that one thing per week of like, okay, 5 p.m. on a well, 5.30 back here, but 5 p.m. <laughs> down in South Australia, yeah. tune in and catch the, the church service every Saturday afternoon has been amazing. Um, and it also means that I have the freedom, because I'm a part of a church down there as well, um, they run their services on a Sunday morning. Very convenient. So it means I've had the opportunity to tune into both services as well as with the, the Zoom ways that house churches have been running. I've been able to attend the, um, the community group back here every second Tuesday and the community group down there every second Tuesday, which Very has been cool. a lot of fun. Yeah, which now I, I now understand. You're, I don't know if you guys heard, but we heard a, our Bible study leader, Jared, <laughs> Jared was like, five oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if you didn't hear Jared just said, uh, I thought you were just dogging the boys, um, which I'm glad you weren't. <laughs> no, I would Very... have been dogging them if I'd come to every service back here. That's exactly right, exactly right. Um, you can't dog us both. So, um, that's, been, that's been really cool that you've yeah. been able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's been fantastic. Is there anything that we, um, well now you're with us, and, and you're with us for... Like how long now? And then I think it's back. roughly two months. I'd, I, I've been asked the question about three times this week. I can never remember the answer when I check it. Nice, but yeah, it's about. I go back about August. Okay, so about two months worth of rest. Cool. So you're nice. back here for ages, which is sick. And then you're down for your last semester. Yeah, yeah, last semester, this semester, and then I'm back full time in Sydney and figuring sick. out what I'm doing from there. That so, is very yeah. exciting. I personally, I personally am stoked. Um, yeah, it should be great. If even if that's just let's just hang out more. Um, <laughs> But, okay, so in your going back, in your about to go into the last semester, of, and, and you're about to spend however long here, um, is there anything we can pray for you here? Any way we can pray for you here? And is there any way we can pray for you uh, back in Gambia? Uh, the big thing for this break, being back in Sydney, is just rest. Um, with the craziness of everything that happened, with uh, going into isolation and all those sorts of things, um, it's been very... Uh, <laughs> well, to repeat the word, but isolated for me because I've been away from family and friends mm. a lot and haven't had much contact with people down there, which has been really, really tough. So getting some rest, getting back to the family, getting back to all the friends here at Solis and all that sort of stuff is going to be amazing and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, in terms of my next semester, uh, just uh, being able to manage the intensity of what's going to happen. So, mm. yeah, if I can stay on top of everything, basically, is the the big concern with that but yeah. uh, it would be alright if I pray for that now absolutely alright uh, Heavenly Father thank you so much for Brad thank you that he was has been able to be uh, despite his distance be able to tune in with us uh, from down in South Australia Lord I pray um, for him as he's come back and, and I guess to be on his break Lord I pray that he can use that break um, to its fullest, Lord, allow him rest, allow him time to hang out with friends and, um, and, and settle back in with family. Um, Lord, thank you so much that he has this opportunity uh, just before he goes into the intensity uh, and the craziness that is uh, that, w that may be his final semester at uni. Um, Lord, I pray that you can, yeah, you can give him that rest now. Uh, Lord, I pray that as he goes, uh, goes back to Gambia for the last time or, or for the last time this um, the last time for a little while, Lord, I pray that you can um, 
encourage encourage him to continue uh, not only getting stoked about the music that he'll be doing, not only getting stoked about the people that he'll be hanging out with, but getting stoked about you, Lord. Um, I pray that you can uh, stoke the fire that has um, that I see in him, Lord, um, and that we see in him as he is so uh, not only uh, committed to coming along to Solis, but committed to his local church, Lord. Um, I thank you so much that you've put that on his heart, um, and I pray that you can continue to do that. Um, and continue to help him love you uh, by sharing your love on him. Uh, amen. G'day, and uh, I'd like to add my welcome to you tonight at the Friday Gathering. I'm here with Michael, and we're going to look at James chapter 1, verse 22 through to 27 tonight. And it's quite a coincidence that tonight's passage is actually talking about what it's like to look into the mirror and see yourself and then actually think about how you live your life as a result of what you see in the mirror. So I'm going to read to us tonight from uh, James chapter 1, 22. So if you've got a Bible at home and you've got your U version on your phone or you've got whatever, like you've got your analog Bible like me and Michael have tonight, uh, you know, you might want to read along. So you cool to read along, Michael? Yep. Okay, let's do it. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So that's what we're talking about tonight. So basically James is saying that the word of God is like a mirror to our soul and if we look at the word of God and we read it, we actually get um, to see who we are and what things in our lives need to change. Just like when you look in a mirror and you need to, you know, you look at yourself and you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, I need to brush my hair. Well, I'm not going to look in the mirror, forget what I look like and go out with unkept hair. Um, but yep. the Bible's saying here, James is saying here, that sometimes we read stuff in the Bible and go, oh, that's something I need to fix up in my life I maybe need to have a new approach to that but we just sometimes just walk away and forget it so let's talk about this concept of the word being like a mirror so to start off with in verse 22 it says do not uh, merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves but do what it says so I thought it'd be interesting to talk to Michael about that and got a couple of questions Michael like when did you first hear the word of God yourself like when did you hear someone talk about something from the Bible can you remember that yeah so um I grew up in a non-Christian family, uh, and so I think I went to church twice, which was a cousin's uh, first communion. So there was not much, I don't remember any of it, and I was only little. And then I would never have gone to church uh, until I was a teenager. So my first interaction with the Bible um, was in high school, uh, scripture, year seven scripture. Uh, our very own Fee Francesconi was the scripture teacher at Guy Mee High School. Shout out to Fiona if yeah. you're watching. Yeah, uh, um, and she would teach us every Wednesday, every second Wednesday, fourth period. Um, we had scripture at Guy Mee High and um, that was cool because that was the best day of the week because Wednesday was sport day, which meant you only spent half the day in class and one of those classes was scripture. Um, and uh, we really, I, uh, there was a bunch of us in that class that really weren't Christians but we're really intrigued by the Bible. So it was a lot of fun to explore God and the idea of God. Um, Do you remember any particular verses from the Bible that got your attention or is it so far a time ago that you can't remember? I, 
I don't remember sp particular verses, um, but I just remember the world making sense. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. I don't know. I suppose the idea of a of a a world where God doesn't exist doesn't really didn't really make sense to me. I'm like, the world can't just be, didn't just come out of nothing. There's too much, I don't know, beauty and purpose in the world. I don't think I had that language as a teenager, but I'm like, there's something that doesn't fit with my understanding of the world. And then when Fee was like, well, God made the world and then we broke it. And then Jesus came and fixed it. He, um, uh, and that's why the world is the way it is. But it's not the end of the world. There's a world to come in heaven where all of the things that we know don't work will be fixed. And so I didn't become a Christian in that moment, but that was the start of my journey into exploring Jesus. So it was actually Fiona sharing God's word with you that was like, oh, okay, I'm hearing something different. You didn't know what to do to put it into practice yeah. and do what it says straight away, but it was capturing your imagination. Yeah. Can you remember, you might not be able to answer this question, but can you remember the first time there was something in the Bible that really made you start? And I mean, obviously, later you became a Christian, yep. yeah? Yep. But after you became a Christian and you're reading the Bible now in youth group and whatever, um, was there a sermon or was there a Bible passage that you remember that went, oh, hang on, that's something I have to take seriously. I might have to pause listen to that but actually think about changing the way i live because of that was there anything because uh, in 22 it says don't just deceive yourself in other words don't lie to yourself like yeah. if you read the bible and it's showing you something in your life that you need to change it's good to take action can you remember uh, uh, anything from the bible that made you take stock like that uh yeah so my favorite um section in the bible is philippians 2 mm -hmm. it talks about jesus's um humility mm -hmm. uh and the idea that the the king of the whole universe came as a servant and then he died the most horrific death and none of that was deserved and that but that was him serving his people and i suppose for me that was like a oh the world's not about me i'm not the center of the universe and even if i was it doesn't justify me being arrogant like so there was this idea of oh actually i should be humble and have a servant attitude towards things and put other people first so that wasn't something you that you naturally oh, did. No, not at so all. you were a little bit more judgy yep yep and it's not something that i'm i'm perfect at so i'm not saying like i read that and then went oh cool and then like my my attitude was fixed but there was this idea of oh i actually need to check myself in terms of how i'm my attitude towards other people my attitudes towards the things that people do and actually go oh maybe i need to be more humble in that and and less arrogant okay let's dig into that a bit because if you look at verse 24 um, it says there if anybody looks at himself but immediately forgets what he looks like then that would be um, something we wouldn't do when it comes to our physical appearance like we wouldn't look in the mirror and then immediately forget what we look like we, we carry some memory from that and it, I suppose when you 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 know you look at yourself in the mirror and you think oh you know I need to keep my hair straighter or whatever it might be then you, you kind of might be conscious during the day oh, I might just keep fixing my hair because my my hair was a bit buffy this morning or whatever when I had bad hair when I got out of bed this morning whatever it is what about with humility with you like what does that look like to look at yourself in the Bible well not look at yourself in the Bible but look at the Bible and and Philippians is encouraging you to be humble you're like oh okay I'm not as humble as I could be I've got to work on that 
Um, often Christians talk about that kind of stuff, but then we don't actually talk about what it looks like to actually put that into practice. So can you give us a bit of a, an idea of how do you stay humble? What sort of things do you do to try and put that into practice to help us out here with this? I think like being conscious of it to begin with is helpful. Yep. So you look at the mirror and you go, okay, I've got something in my teeth or I've got, you know, my hair's a bit whatever. And so it might be a case of I go, oh, look, okay. Like I often get a bit of food in the same spot in my, in my teeth all the time. And so now- Which the, tooth, bro? Oh, it's like the one I hear. This yeah, one. yeah, you that's, that's a killer, that one. that one. Yeah, I get that. Um, and so like- <laughs> Next time we're having lunch with time, each other or something, time, I'll yeah, keep an eye yeah, out for once, that once one, just start, in case. Once we start doing food back at Soul Revival, like, <laughs> yes. have, a, have a look. Um, Everyone keep an eye on Grease too, just there, yeah. to see if he gets a little bit of spinach stuck there. Yeah, and go so, on. And so yeah. it, like when I'm eating food, I'm conscious that, that that might happen. And so the idea is that if I know that there's an arrogance in me, mm. then when is it likely to come out? Yeah, that's helpful. And so so you've gone and got, are there times in your life where you go, oh, that's something yeah. I've got to be careful of? Yeah, and so an example of that would be like when I was playing soccer. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you know about this term, like white line fever. And so the idea is once you cross that white line onto the field, you become a different person. Um, and you get, you, you know, you get the, com- the competitiveness comes out, the aggression comes out, the attitude towards people on your team and people on the other team come out. And so sometimes you can be like, oh, well, you, you know, if your team concedes a goal, oh, well, it's so-and-so's fault or it's so-and-so's fault, but it wasn't my fault because I did everything I was supposed to do. And then you go... And then you can get, you can sort of ramp up, yeah. can't you? You can just keep getting yeah. angry and angry. And it, and it, and it feeds, it can feed itself. Um, and so what I would... And it took me a while to figure this out, right? It wasn't like, again, like I didn't just sort it out. And so even as an adult, I was still trying to work through it. But I would go to, I would, I would think about, oh, when I play soccer, that's when this can happen. Mm. Or when I'm at work, this thing tends to come out of me. Well, you know, I need to be, I'm a, I need to be aware of it happening. Mm. Um, and then you'd be praying about it. So you find times to pray about it. Sometimes uh, before... Um, you do stuff, you pray about it. So I was in a soccer team with a bunch of Christian guys um, and we would pray before the game together. And these are the kind of things you'd pray about. So you'd That's pray. helpful. So, so, so you, you're about to play soccer and you know, you've listened to the word. Uh, what was it? Verse 23. Yep. You've listened to the word and you are actually someone who wants to do what the word says. And so you don't want to look at your face in the mirror and then forget what you look like. So you're like, okay, soccer, I'll get white line fever. And then oh, I've got to be aware of that. But then you've actually put it into practice by the fact whether you organised it or the other boys did, you're praying before the game. So straight away you're like, I'm going across that line with a different attitude. Yeah. Instead of it's about me winning the game, it's about me being a, yeah. a Christian as yeah. I play the game. Is that yeah. kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, and, then, and we would pray on the field. Mm. So it wasn't like we would hide away, in a, it wasn't like I'd hide away and pray mm. and, then, and then go into the thing. It's like I'm going to go into the thing and then while I'm there I'm going to, I'm going to pray. Um, and so that, that helped. And then also being surrounded by other Christians meant that if I was arcing up about stuff, there was other people there to be like, to oh, keep you accountable. Keep you accountable. Did you listen to that? Like, is um, that, can oh, you think you, of a person that said, Greaves, G down and you went, oh, oh, okay, um, cool. Uh, would you just a lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Like if Jared did that, if he said yeah, G so down, yeah, you would, so someone you would like, listen to like that. Someone like Jared's great. And we have this wonderful relationship yep, where, yep. um, We've known each other for so long that... For those of you who don't know Jared, Jared he's another Jared's youth leader at Soul Revival Church. Yeah. Jared Spring. Um, 
And so we've got this cool relationship where we've been doing ministry together for so long and been friends for so long um, that we can kind of tell when there's something up with each other. Yeah, that's um, cool. So you've built a relationship yeah. and out of the relationship you can speak into yeah. each other's lives and then he knows that's something you're working on so he can help you yeah. with that. And, that's and, cool. and, and, and I think like our relationship has been going for so long that it doesn't even have to be like the specific thing, like a big public thing to happen. He can like look at me and be like, oh, Greaves, you're looking a bit down. What's going on? Like, and then I can look at him and I'll be like, oh, you're not really being yourself, Jared. What's, what's going on? And it might be this, it might be something else that's going on in our lives. But yeah, that's, that's been really helpful. So, so that leads me to the next question, because the next question that's on my mind is, look, the Bible's saying this, like, you know, listen to the Bible and do what it says. But it, the question I've got is, is that kind of like a downer that you live your life all the time going, oh, I suppose I should do the right thing. I've got to be, you know, godly and I've got to do the right thing. Or is it a good thing? Like, is it, oh, you look at yourself in the mirror and go, oh, I actually feel more confident because I've looked at my hair and I can fix my hair up and now I can go out into the world and I feel confident and it's a good thing. It's like a freeing thing. For you, with the humble thing, do you feel like that's a burden that you have to somehow be humble or are you finding the more humble you get, the more, more you enjoy life because it's actually giving benefit to your life? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I think sometimes we can look at the Bible and think of it as a list of rules mm. that's like needs to weigh you down. Mm. Um, but actually, like when you think about something like arrogance or pride, in some ways it got in, it got like in front of the good things because you know I'm not enjoying soccer because I'm just annoyed that everyone else is failing. That's really interesting. Yeah. You actually can get annoyed at things and it stops you enjoying things. So if you're at home during COVID and you're spending a lot of time with your family and you're actually um, just annoyed all the time, that's annoying. But if you can actually get over the top of that and start being more humble, you actually find your relationships get better and so you actually enjoy things a bit better because you don't get as narky about things that aren't that important. Yeah, you got that. And then, and then if you're being arrogant and you're only thinking about yourself, then you get stuck in the cycle of only thinking about yourself and the negative things that are happening. Um, whereas if you're being humble and seeking to serve other people, there's a, like people think like that's really tough and it's hard, but actually it's a real joy. Like if you do something... Because then people like being around you and you actually find you're getting more friends and your friendships are easier. Yeah. So you're actually becoming less isolated and less selfish. You're becoming more more someone who people yeah. want to hang out with if the more godly you get yeah. the more pleasant you are to be with so you've become more humble which you've had to work on but the outcome is freedom and that's what it says there in in uh the next verse there hey like verse 25 but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they have heard but doing it they will be blessed in what they do so the idea is that the more I look into the mirror of the Word of God and the more I can see the imperfections in my life and I can actually bring those prayerfully towards God as Michael was saying on the soccer field, I'm praying about it, I'm trying to work harder at it. I think you'll agree with me, Michael, that the more you pray about stuff that you're working on, the, the, over time, you, the easier it is to get over stuff. Like if you find yourself got a short fuse and you get cranky pretty easy, praying about that, working on it, having someone in your life like, like you've got Jared in your life can actually mean you become less angry Dead set, I'm yet to find someone who says to me that being angry makes them happy. I don't think being angry makes you happy. It just, it, it just makes you upset and uptight and it wrecks your relationships. But the less angry you get, the more you can actually relax and enjoy life. And the things that you know, once triggered you don't matter anymore. An example in my life is driving in my car 
I can get pretty frustrated in traffic because sometimes people do all sorts of crazy things, nearly run into your car or they cut you off. Mostly people get really selfish when they drive and that I don't like that and I get really frustrated and cranky. But then somewhere along the line, I just prayed about that and said, God, please help me not to care so much. So now when people push in, I'm more likely to go, yeah, go for it. You must be in more of a hurry than me. You know, it's only going to take me a couple of more minutes to get through that traffic light, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I don't arrive to work or school or wherever I'm going, frustrated and cranky and already uptight. I just get more relaxed and just go with the flow. It's a lot more uh, of a blessing. And there's a freedom, a free from anger, a free from being arrogant, a free from all those negative things. And the only way you can get free from that stuff is if you have a spiritual change in your heart, that Jesus changes us from the inside. When we read the Bible, it just reminds us of what God's doing and works. You know, and we become more mature as we read the Bible. I don't know if that's your experience, but that's my experience. Oh, yes, definitely. I'm, I'm not the same person that I was when I became a Christian. Mm. So there was a, there was a, so I became a Christian when I was 15. And so there's a line in my life where I wasn't a Christian and now I am a Christian. Mm but I'm not the same Christian that I was 18 years ago. Mm. I'm, you know, like I said, with like the idea of humility, it didn't, I didn't just become this humble person, but I, I, I hope that I'm more humble than I was 18 years ago. And I hope that I'll be more humble again mm. in the future. So I'm, you know, I think all, like all of these things, you, you, you keep praying about it and Jesus through the spirit keeps working on you mm. through that. Um, you know, and who better than Jesus to, to talk about it with? Because like when I'm reading Philippians 2, it's Jesus' humility that I'm seeking to copy. Mm. So it, it's great that Jared can hold me accountable to stuff, but it's not be humble like Jared was humble. It's be humble like Jesus was humble. That's helpful. I really like that. And Don't so, just yeah. measure your spirituality based on other people, yeah. but read yeah. the Bible and actually yeah. seek to keep growing to be what God wants you to be. Yeah. yeah. And so even when Paul says, you know, be like me, but it's like, because I'm like Christ. Mm. And so he's trying to be that mirror to exactly. them through yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, so you can model that to other people. Yeah. And so you can look at, like, by all means, like, look at your Christian brothers and sisters and see the good things that they mm. do and seek to copy them, but mm. know that it's not from them that it's coming. It's coming from the Spirit, which mm. is God. And so you can go straight to God mm. and actually go, you know, God, help me to be more humble. Mm. But then a Christian brother or sister might help you in a certain situation mm. to be more humble. So Jesus, mm. d- there's nowhere in the Bible does it say, when you play soccer, if you get a bit cranky, make sure you pray before you play. But it says, pray continually. Yeah. And so the guys in the team said, what does it look like to pray continually when we're at soccer? Why don't we get together and pray before the game? And so you're working, you know, you're, you're copying Jesus through the work of the Spirit, and because other Christians have the same Spirit, you're working together in them because you're one with them and you're one with Jesus. So That's really cool, Michael. So I, lo- I love it that when Jesus was quizzed on what following him was like, he says it's like being born again. And you, when you're born, like you mature, you grow, you transform, you're always changing as a little kid, you're growing up and growing up. And that's exactly the experience we have as Christians spiritually. When we're born again, we become a Christian in other words, when we put our faith in Jesus and we become a Christian, when we hear the gospel and trust that Jesus died on the cross for our sin, we repent of our sin. We say to God, look, I'm sorry for the stuff I do that's not right. Please forgive me. And we, we, we are, uh, are 
are just amazingly blessed with the forgiveness. That means that we can uh, go to heaven and be with God forever because Jesus paid for all our stuff on the, on the cross so that he has done everything necessary for us to be reconciled to God and each other. But then we just bring, begin this life of transformation because the Holy Spirit comes into us when we become a Christian and he is making us more and more like Jesus. He used the word of God and, he, and our friends can help us in that too. But what I want to ask you tonight is, um, how committed are you to that transformation too? Uh, if God is committed to transforming you, to grow you up as a Christian, just like you don't want to stay um, looking at yourself in the mirror and be all messy and go outside looking the same as you did when you got to have a look at the mirror, have a look at the mirror, spend some time with God, comb your hair, <laughs> say, God, like, please help me to keep combing my hair today or whatever it is, and then live that live that freedom and actually experience it and keep being willing to change and grow don't just make excuses oh i'm tired i don't want to go to youth group because i'm just tired all the time well maybe if you're tired all the time and you never get to youth group maybe see if you can adjust your life a little bit so you can get to youth group because one of the benefits you've had michael is and i can't encourage people enough with this is that when you became a christian you started coming to youth group week after week after week and you were working at your humbleness every week because you were surrounded by people that were helping you and it actually helped you to set a pattern as you were young that you've then continued on as an adult. So can I encourage you, if you're young watching this tonight, I'm a massive fan of youth ministry because, you know, yeah, your local youth ministry, wherever you may live, may not have people who are like yourself or you might not be particularly friends with them. But if there's a group of Christians gathering as a youth group and you have some youth leaders that are willing to help you to grow as a Christian, can I say it's just an unreal opportunity to grow as a Christian by being committed to your youth group. Um, we can, we're coming back at Soul Revival Youth in, in hopefully term three. three we're yeah. looking at maybe week one, term three. We might be able to start getting the meet together again. Think of that not only as, you know, oh, do, do I like what they're doing or do I like, the, you know, the activities that, that or whatever they're doing. Like maybe think to yourself, this is a chance for me, even if you do other Christian stuff during the week, even if you go to Christian school or you do other Christian stuff, you get an opportunity to have some youth leaders at Soul Revival that are going to follow you through high school and help you to disciple you to become more and more like Jesus over a six-year period so that you might actually continue to grow and change with a group of people and actually help others, particularly if you come to youth ministry and you already have a Christian family or a Christian school you go to, there'll be other crew there that might come from a non-Christian family like Michael did and didn't go to a Christian school like Michael went to a state school. So don't only think about coming to youth ministry to see what you can get out of it or what, what you like. Think about, oh, I might go along and see who I can help. I uh, really want to encourage you in that because it's a daily look in the mirror when you go to youth group. Sorry, daily, weekly. Yep. And I think that's really encouraging. Well, Michael, thank you for talking about James chapter 1 with me today. Have you got any other final thoughts before we finish? I'll just, just echo... Um Stu's comments about youth ministry as someone who, you know, didn't have a parent teach me about Jesus. It was my friends who invited me to youth group. Um, and it was the Christians at the youth group that, and the leaders that, you know, what's it look like to be a Christian in high school? Well, I've got all these Christian mates who are at high school, so they can help me in the current context. Oh, I've got all these leaders who were Christians in high school who have come out of that and have a different context. I've got you know, here at Soul Revival, we've got leaders, we've got coordinators, we've got pastors, you know. So in some ways, our experiences were all the same. In some ways, they were a little bit different. Um, but Jesus' word is eternal and true. Um, and so we've got this whole team of people who every day are hopefully looking in the mirror at themselves 
trying to work on their own, you know, whatever it is, humility, the way they speak, um, you know, whether they're angry or whatever the, whatever the thing is that you are working on, um, someone else is working on it at Soul Revival themselves. Um, and you can help them and they can help you um, and the kingdom of God can grow both here at Soul Revival, um, here on a Friday night um, and all the other local churches around the world. Um, everyone's doing this as well. So, you know, we're not the only people with the book of James. <laughs> the book of James is in the Bible all across the world. So as you look at the book of James tonight, when you, if you're hanging around for commitments and hanging around for youth tonight, maybe talk about it. But here's one thing you can think about after we've looked at this tonight. Is there something that you've seen in the mirror or you've thought of even tonight? Is there something in your life that you really would like to keep working on? I've been talking about my hair being a bit all over the place. To be honest, I don't comb my hair and you could probably tell because it's always looking like this. But what is the thing in your life that is a, as a problem that's getting in the way of your relationships you might be cranky. You might be like Michael. You might be struggling with a bit of arrogance. You might think you're too good for stuff. Maybe tonight, let's pray to finish, and that you might just want to give that to the Lord and say, Lord, can you please help me to change this thing? And even if it doesn't go away straight away, keep working on it because we are growing and changing and the Spirit is making us more like Jesus. And if you are struggling with something that you find hard to fix up yourself, at Soul Revival Youth, we're here for you. We really want to help you to grow as a Christian. And we're really committed to that. So let's pray as we finish. Dear Lord God, thank you for tonight. We thank you for the mirror that you've given us in the scriptures. We thank you for Michael's wisdom that he's been able to share with us tonight. And we just pray that you'd help us all to be humble, Lord God, and help us all to continue to be transformed by you and your word. And we pray that we'll grow in our wisdom and our maturity using the Bible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One way. One way. Thanks again for listening to the Soul Revival Church podcast. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to watch any of these services that we hold live, you can go to soulrevivalchurch.com and you can see all the gatherings at the top of the page. You can choose anyone you wish. It can be on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Thanks again and one way. Music is OK by Ixon. Thank you.